Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and this week I am joined once again, as ever, by Ben. And we are talking everything there is to talk about when it comes to this new app called Be Real, where we see it going, where we see it not going. We also spend a fair amount of time talking about Elon Musk getting sued by Twitter and what we think is going to happen there. It'll be very interesting to see all the ups and the downs and the downs and the ups on that. So instead of me just rambling on, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, hello. As you can tell, I am here once again with lovely Ben. Hola, hola. Hello, hello, hello. So today we are talking, obviously, all things social, but there's been so much happening with Instagram, with Twitter, with Elon Musk, (laughs) with every single thing when it comes to social media this week. So I know you had something that you were kind of like, what are people talking about when with the subject of be reels? Because we, I got you on be real, and now you're like, hmm, what should we do about this? Yeah, so I, I had heard of be real before we, you and I ever spoke about it, because my little sister had been on it, and so maybe I should, I should listen to her a little bit more. But uh, she actually, (laughs) she tried to get me on TikTok in like when it was musically, like before it was even TikTok. Oh wow, she was super early doing like that weird little dances and stuff like when they were like stop the stop motion stuff and yeah. so she said gonna be real and i looked at it and I, and I remember thinking like there's no way this works and then you told me that you were on there and some of the other flick members were on there and i was just like yeah okay i guess this is hitting <laughs> hitting a, a pulse here some so kind then, of audience yeah yeah so I, I downloaded it and since that we've done that i've seen more and more people flood on and pe- so many people think that this is gonna be successful so like i, I just wanted to talk about like be real in general and then also the many, many flaws I see with it as a business. Yes. If you don't know what Be Real is, Be Real is a new, newish, I guess, app. It's definitely gaining more traction, but you get a notification once a day where you're told to post within two minutes. But the thing is, is like you have more than more time. Like if you don't want to post immediately or when you get the notification, you can post late. Yes. And you can post when you're doing something cool, which I True. never do because I'm always in my apartment. <laughs> and so all of my B reels are just like various places in my apartment. But I just, I don't, you can't really see anything. You don't, there's, I don't have a lot of like friends on there. So I don't really interact on it. I just post a video and then I immediately shut down the app. Like there's no yeah. interaction on my side. It incentivizes short use like user sessions and the whole business model of a social media platform is keeping people on it and then granting advertisers access to that to the user base so it's like the fundamental foundation of the business is not there so (laughs) so everyone's like everyone's like oh this is so cool so refreshing it's like yes but at the end of the day people like they're for-profit businesses and so someone behind this unless they are just like a robin hood of social media and they're just trying to like Give people back authenticity, which I am hard pressed <laughs> to believe. All for, we're all yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hard pressed to believe that. Yeah. Uh, given what would have gone into making this, and like there has to be some way to make money. And so Vine is a perfect example. Like people can even love an app; they can be on it all the time. It can build massive fame. But if the platform can't make money, it's not sustainable for the platform. So I just don't see it working because it's the same thing over and over again. I see it dying out really fast. Like I see this being similar to what Clubhouse was during the pandemic. Yeah. But I think that this will die down even faster because there's not even really that human connection. Like beyond like you could still go find new people on Clubhouse. That doesn't really happen on Be Real. 
Yeah, I I think I did the Discover page once just because I was like, oh, what's this? And I'm scrolling through it and it's like, I don't know these people. So I really don't care. care. <laughs> yeah, like I don't care what that you're on a train or that you're drinking a soda. I don't know you. So it is very strange. And I have like, I do follow a couple influencers on there. And even then I'm like, I don't interact with their content. Yeah. And so I don't know like you said, I don't know how ad like how they would get money. Like how would they advertise on there? How would like how does anything happen on there? I started ruminating on this. I started thinking a lot, and I was like, well, maybe <laughs> there's a deeper plan behind this, and maybe they have a plan to like switch this up, kind of thing, or yeah, evolve once they get maybe funding after getting a certain amount of users. Like maybe that that's the whole goal here, because in its current form, it's not viable as a business. It's not viable to keep around because even for this, like so, a lot of people don't think about this stuff, but. To run an app and to have all of these pictures stored somewhere, like they need servers to do that. Like that costs money. And so people so are just money. like, oh, like it's so cool. But it's like someone's paying for this. <laughs> so it's like, like everything's great, blah, blah, blah. But like at the end of the day, someone eventually is going to be like, hey, yeah, like this server is kind of like, I don't want to pay this every month. So we should right. probably turn this off. <laughs> I constantly forget about it. I do have my notifications on for it. But when I. I do post, I'm... It's usually at night or I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to like post my reel or it'll have like the little red like circle notification when I open up my phone and I'm yeah. like, oh, I, I hate having those notifications. <laughs> so I'll go to click on it and it's like you can't view your friend's content and you post until you post yours. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't care enough. But I've, I've also I've probably used it for a few weeks at this point and it already feels still like it already feels yeah. like the exact same thing over and over again. Even my photos are almost the same thing. <laughs> like it's same. Like, like I and people who are like, oh, I think that people who are saying it's going to be super successful just so badly want a new platform that's like yeah. low weight for them to, to like to blow up on. And it's like, dude, this is not it. So I, I give it a few months. Well, you know what? I will say a few months. I think they're going to probably turn, like you said, like Clubhouse, where they're going to just kind of clasp on to anything that they can. Mm-hmm. Like Clubhouse is still going. They yes. for some somehow they got a bunch of they gained a bunch of followers in India, I believe. Oh, and so okay. the Indian population is popping off. Yeah. So which is great. And I don't I don't know how they're using it. If maybe there's like a different user experience in India, how with how people were using it previously during the pandemic. Yeah, that's that's super interesting because it was originally I believe it was only for iPhone, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. most people in India use Android. So that's that's really fascinating. Obviously, they've rolled out the Android version. Yeah. <laughs> but that's super fascinating that that's where they found their niche is 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 in India. That's super cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I would be interested to see how they're going to evolve because they just did a massive firing which at makes sense. Clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like which makes obviously sense. makes sense. Yeah, but, nobody's on that app anymore. But even that app monetizes natively so much easier. Like you can yes. easily be like, okay, hey, this, this is now interrupted for an ad read. Like that makes total sense. I'm assuming that the, the user sessions on there is still probably very very long, which is the opposite for Be Real. The average yeah. user session on Be Real is probably what? What do you think? Like a few minutes? Two to yeah. three minutes. Seriously. That. I, I scroll down, I see the same thing. I'm like, oh, it's the same as yesterday. <laughs> and yeah. then I leave. Do you interact on Be Real at all? Because I hardly ever do. Yeah. So I'll make emojis and I'll usually comment like trolly stuff 
Like I've, <laughs> like I commented on yours before. Yeah, yeah. I've I've commented on uh, Sam's and stuff. Like just being like he's making a sandwich, and I was like, "That's a mighty taste, tasty sandwich <laughs> you got there." Like, like stupid stuff like that. But that's the extent of it. And I have had random people follow me, and they interact with my stuff. But and I'm just like. Like, who are you? Where's this going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? But no, it's all in good fun, but I just see it dying out. But to be fair, to play devil's advocate to my own hypothesis is like, I thought the same for Snapchat in like 2012 or 2013. Yeah. I remember being on Snapchat being like, this is such a fad. This is going to fade out like, like all these stupid mobile games that we all play for 10 minutes and then they run away. And so... I could be proven wrong here, but innovation is in this is a necessity for this to stay around. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Honestly, I'm just trying to think of how they could evolve the app. I get that they want people to post on there. So mm. that's why you can't view your friends' comments when or their photos when you immediately log in and you haven't posted your own. I totally understand that. So that part of the functionality of the app I think is great. However, I think you need to be able to discover people better. And maybe the time, since it's like a two minute time frame, maybe there needs to be something else with that. Or I, I honestly, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it would be. See, but like at its core, social media is for more or less like an entertainment based platform. And, and if yeah. you go back to the beginning of entertainment, like there are creators and then there are consumers and not everyone wants to be a creator. So if you're forcing creation on people for them to basically be part of the whole ecosystem, you're taking yeah. out so many people. That would That's even true. be involved. And usually the most loyal people, like loyal followers, don't create content. You know what I mean? Like, like the people who are diehard fans or members of, the, of communities, they're oftentimes not creating content. So if you force them to do that, I don't know. I'm, I'll be watching it because this is, if they figure out how to do this, I want to find out whoever their head of product <laughs> is and be like, man, teach me your ways. Because Just shake I, their hand. Yeah, I'd be like, you did it, man. <laughs> you did it. I'd be interested to see who their team are because they, they definitely have some creative people working for them. But yeah, I think they just need more people on their app and maybe more like not even just more people, just bigger people, like it's people French. who will advocate for the app. Is it French? Yes. It's a French social media app and the founder is Alexis Barriat. Has Keeping it real. This is, this is his tagline on LinkedIn. Oh, look at him. Swaggy, swaggy. But yeah, no, I think, I, I hope that in future episodes we're talking about this and, and I've been proven wildly wrong, but I just, I don't see that coming at all. But if you haven't downloaded Be Real and you want to try it out for yourself, definitely do and let us know if, if it gets stale for you or, or whatever. But yeah. whenever a new platform comes up, I usually download it just to get my username. Just test it. Yeah, and test, test it, it Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, that, those are my, that's my two cents on Be Real. I don't know if you got anything <laughs> else to add there. No, I totally agree. I think it's a little bit of a fad, like Clubhouse is a little bit of a fad. Yeah, absolutely. And but but let's move on to if you're game to move on to another Instagram update because what oh, would an boy. episode be without one of those? <laughs> so Oh god, what's happening now? The is have you heard of the Instagram notes feature? I've saw somewhere that they have, were talking about it. I just didn't dive too deep into it. So essentially, and take this with a grain of salt because I've only read like one blog post about it and I don't have access to it right now because they're currently testing it out with certain people. But it yeah. gives you the access to write a note at the mm. top of your messages. So everybody who's a, a, a friend of yours, so I guess you both follow each other, you can okay. leave them 
like a tweet or like basically a status update. I actually think it's more like, the, yeah, it'd be more akin to like a Facebook status update. Status up. And so you can have that is like on top. And so then all of your notes will be before your messages at the top of your Instagram so, DMs. Go ahead. Okay. So like you, you're on your phone, you're logging into Instagram, you go to your DMs and then at the top, there's going to be little boxes from exactly. your friends. Yeah, exactly. And saying when they, when they did it. And so a lot of people are saying, okay. is this, is this Twitter now? I just don't, I just don't get the why. <laughs> like why in the world is this necessary? Could I not just make a story? And then it's just like, if devil's advocate, someone's like, oh, well, what if you only want your friends to see it? It's like, make a private story. Right. <laughs> like, That's like, it, like close friends. Yeah. Like there's no need for this. I don't think, but. Or okay, just well, send it to your individual friends. Yeah. It's really, it's really easy. Yeah, I, I, I don't. What would I don't you use that for? And every time this happens, I understand they're just testing things, but they like they programmed this. Like, <laughs> like they spent yeah. time and resources they making this so reality. Much time. So I don't know. It's yeah. If you have it, I'd love to hear from you about how you like it or if you think it's going to stay around. But again, I think this one will be a quick no. I'm curious if, because obviously they're usually probably in like a boardroom meeting talking about the various different features that they want to add to the app. And then you've got like one team going, oh my God, look how cool this would be to have notes. And then another person's like, we should be more like TikTok and then adding all the features of TikTok. So I'm wondering if they ever, once they get those, gather those ideas, if there's a next step where they're actually collecting data from users who would actually use it mm. to then go on to develop it and start testing, yeah. or if it's just like a thought that they have and then they're like, let's start doing this. Let's start producing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's a, a mix of both, but that's, that's really, really interesting that they constantly are doing this stuff. And I guess you kind of have to, to innovate the product, but there's so many of them that are just head scratchers. And I would say this falls into that category. Well, and there was, um, I never say his name correct. Adam Moseri. I think hey, I could be wrong the whole time. Like, I, I just to clarify, like I don't, I'm, I'm going to say Moseri or Mossery, whatever yeah. we want to call him. He did an AMA on his Instagram story the other day where he was like, somebody asked if it was possible. Like they knew that chronological feed was possible. Like if you changed it, mm -hmm. but was it possible to do chronological feed where it was only photos? Mm. And then he did a poll on that. That was like, would you prefer photos only? And then I think it was like 98% said yes. Wow. That's insane. And I was like, your users, a huge amount of your users, there's so many people that follow him, are saying they want photos back on Instagram. Yet you guys keep tweaking and tweaking so photos don't matter on the app anymore. Yeah, it's, it's a tough problem they have because like the general sentiment may be one way, but at the end of the day, again, they're a for-profit business. So if they have data that says that like this is better for dollars and cents, mm -hmm. then they, yeah. like, they ethically have to do that because they have shareholders course, yeah. and their, their job as a, as a business is to maximize shareholder wealth. So it's like, it's a weird, weird shift and I, and I get it, but it's, it is interesting. And just one more thing on Be Real here before we continue on Instagram. So I went to their LinkedIn, they have 117 employees. Wow. That is insane. That's so shocking. That's blowing my mind. And even so uh, their about page is that they say, okay, be real is a new kind of share photo sharing app where you spontaneously share your life with your friends every day at, at a different time. Everyone is notified simultaneously to capture and share a photo within two minutes. Oh wait. So we all get sent at the same time. Is that how it works? 
And then, I think it's dependent on your time zone. Okay. But yes. And then, yeah. and then at the end, the last line is without filters, followers, and likes, only your friends for real. It's like, not going to work. Yeah. That's the whole <laughs> thing of why these, these mass platforms work is the followers and like, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's right. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm just blown away by that 117 employee number. That's crazy. How are they getting money? Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the, the founder's been working on this for over two years, it looks like. And there's, there's so many people working. I wonder if he just got like a bunch of money just funneled in from investors. And they're like, yeah, this sounds great. This is going to be the next Facebook. They, they have so many heads of growth. This is, or growth. Pe people in their growth yeah, team yeah, yeah. is huge. So I, I'm wondering if this is like, there's got to be some sort of deeper tie to this. Because how in the world could you possibly afford... <laughs> this many people like there's got to be something bigger behind this that we're not privy to because this just makes zero sense to me next week on talk social to me ben dives deep into be real i need to go into investigator mode because this makes no <laughs> sense i might start dming all these people being like yo what do you do yeah, how do you make money like what could you possibly need 117 <laughs> people for this Hi, can you come on our podcast and talk about how you make money? We actually should try to get that guy on here. That'd be crazy. I'm going to have to slide his DMs, Alexis. Look out. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know how to slide into DMs. You yeah, proved if, that point last in, week. In case any of you missed it, I think it's episode or two ago, I'll give you the DM sliding formula. Hello there. You might be wondering, who is this voice? This is producer James. Quickly from the edit, I wanted to add some context to this segment because I too was wondering how Be Real were funding these employees and growth. And it's because they raised 30 million in VC funding last year, a rather large valuation. But this isn't to say they're headed for surefire success as Clubhouse also raised 110 million, an even larger valuation. I just wanted to add that a little bit in, in case you were too wondering how they made money. But that's all from me. Hope this helped. Back to the lovely Mackenzie and Ben. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about when it comes to Instagram updates specifically? No, but going kind of like correlating to the whole Instagram updates and the fact that they're now doing notes, which I, it's bizarre. It is strange. Absolutely a status update or tweet. Yeah. But speaking of Twitter, <laughs> the whole Elon Musk thing this week, obviously, it's, I have been, this is like, my Wimbledon because obviously Wimbledon's going on right now it's just like I had the popcorn out I no am way. just oh he's the gift that keeps on giving seriously like my Twitter is just like my timeline I'm just like refreshing it every second I'm like give me more yeah and you you, you were telling me before that you have a friend who's a lawyer so like I think that's that's the most interesting part that I want to hear from you is that all that side of things because we all we always just get the the court of public opinion and not the real courts. So I'd, yeah. I'd love to, yeah. hear, to hear what you, what you've, what you know. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening and you don't know, Twitter has officially sued Elon Musk and he, they're trying to make him make sure that he actually buys Twitter for the 44 million that he was supposed to be buying it for. I personally have a friend who is a lawyer and found the contract that Elon Musk signed because the Twitter the people on Twitter, they posted it and they also posted the actual lawsuit mm. and have it broken down. So from a friend of mine, he is a contract lawyer on top of it. So he actually really knows his stuff. So I posted 
on my Instagram story yesterday, the little tweet that said, Justin, Twitter has filed a lawsuit in Delaware to force Elon Musk to buy the platform for $44 billion. Sorry, I said million earlier. I meant billion. So my friend commented, there's a specific performance requirement in this contract. And I'm just like, I don't know what that means, but cool, great. I was like, tell me more. And he said, based on the contract provision I found on Twitter, the agreement to purchase Twitter requires specific per performance. Actually, a remedy is specific performance. What that means is from a legal perspective, one thing Twitter can do is request the court force Elon Musk to buy the company for $44 billion. That's an insane thing to have in a purchase agreement because there is no inherent value to Twitter other than what is dictated by the stock price. Usually, you see specific performance when you are selling a family heirloom or some other item where the value isn't necessarily based upon market value. The value of Twitter stock can be seen any day, anytime, from anywhere based upon what the market rate is based on stock market. So what Twitter will look to do in the court is request that the judge ordered Elon Musk to buy the company for the previously agreed upon price of $54.20 a share, which is way more than the stock is presently trading at. Mm -hmm. So he said this remedy is based upon an excerpt that he saw on Twitter. So it could be wrong. So this is just something that was posted on Twitter that he saw. But he said if this is actually the real contract, then Elon Musk is actually a little bit screwed because it's it's pretty ironclad. Dang, that's insane. And so, I, th I again, I'm coming into this fairly blind, but I heard that one of his big reasons is over the amount of bots that are on the platform, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so he wanted to make sure that there is less than 5% of bots and inactive accounts on the, on the app. And if there mm. was more, then he was going to pull out. However, Twitter has... There was another update from Twitter today where they filed the data that he was asking for wasn't clearly just for bots, but they believe that he is trying to get enough data to create his own mm. app that is very similar to Twitter. Okay. And so that's like their biggest concern is that he got so much data from them, which is kind of silly on Twitter's part for giving him all this data up front and not secure Like obviously he, this deal was secured. He signed the contract. Everything was processed. They were like, yep, you're going to be taking over. But it is also kind of like, crap, we probably shouldn't have given him this much data before he officially was our ruler, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> <laughs> our That's ruler, awesome. Elon ruler. Because now they've given all of their trade secrets away. They've given all of their data away to this man. And who's to say that he won't? try to come up with his own app and like try to make something else for himself. I mean, he's, I mean, that's what he does. I mean, not that that's what he does, but that's his job. Like he, he's yeah. an innovator. I feel like he, he would have a decent shot of getting a ton of users over that platform. Yeah. And if he could keep you and he understands, he understands like the culture, like social culture, he gets it. So he can, he goes viral all the time, obviously because he's Elon Musk, but he also gets it. Like he'll, post funny stuff that just gets people talking all the time. So that you could be right. Maybe he, maybe that was his master plan all along was just to get the inner workings of it all yeah. and then build his own. But that'd be, that'd be insane. That'd be absolutely wild. But also he signed the contract. So it's an ironclad contract. He will probably end up paying 44 billion for Twitter. He's going to be the owner of Twitter. So might as well just take what Twitter is and tweak it to what you want it to be. 
So much money. <laughs> so much. It's so much money. And it's also not the real value of Twitter right now because Twitter stock went down a crazy amount when he decided that he wanted to pull out. Yeah. Because well, he also, he inflated the price through like what, everything he was doing. So like the real value of it was, was probably about what it is now, if not lower. <laughs> so it's interesting to see how it's all coming back. But how did his lawyers not spot this stuff? I honestly, I'm not 100% sure. Again, this was just based off of a contract that was posted on Twitter. He's, I'm looking at Elon's Twitter right now. He's hilarious, man. Like, like I understand <laughs> that people, like a lot he's of people controversial. Hate him, yeah. But he yeah, is, he is funny. Like it, I hate people who can't objectively look at something and say like, this is humorous. You know what I mean? Like yeah. put your <laughs> political sides or, or like economic ties away. Like he's funny. <laughs> the fact that he, he tweeted, and this is actually in the lawsuit, a uh, CEO of Twitter right now, Parag, is that okay. his name? Okay. He was talking, basically giving like a whole spiel and like was tweeting about the takeover and how employees are feeling like aren't feeling very supported right now. And some people like want to pull out and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> Elon tweeted back just the poop emoji. <laughs> He's such a troll. And he's actually tweeting stuff about this situation right now. Like I'm looking at a tweet yeah. from a few days ago. Where What's he, he saying? It's a meme where it's him laughing. And it says, they said I couldn't buy Twitter. And then underneath it says, then they wouldn't disclose bot info. He's laughing again. And then now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court, laughing harder. And then now they have to disclose bot info in court, laughing even harder. I wonder what the data is of like how many bots are actually on the platform. And why, why do we care? I guess. I guess because they they're using the numbers or the amount of users as a means of value, like it's attributing to the total cost of the value or or whatever, and or maybe in, there's an overhead that would be associated with getting rid of them, like fees and whatnot. So I, I'm I'm not sure. It's just yeah, because I'm sure, like obviously during very political times, there's always more and more bots that are created mm -hmm. to kind of get into comments and things like that, but. I also feel like there's tons of bots on Instagram. There's tons of bots on TikTok. There's tons of bots on YouTube. So I think it's just one of those things that if it's over under, I would say like 10 to 15%, I feel like it's, that sounds like a lot. Like that sounds like a big chunk of your, a big chunk of your app. But also if that's the case across the board, then why is that a bad thing? Yeah, I think his issue was the fact that it might be like 15 to 20%. And that's what he was wanted to be disclosed to him. But they, you're right. It, it is the nature of the platforms, unfortunately. I'll never understand why people invest this much time to do this. But it is huge everywhere. And no one solved it. Because even a platform I love like Instagram, or sorry, like YouTube. But like neither of, the, neither of those platforms have figured it out whatsoever. And, like they, and they do things to try to... to to improve it, but it's, it's a very fine line because you want to get rid of them, but you also don't want to hinder real people's experience. So it's like, it's difficult to effectively do. So it'll be interesting. I obviously, I understand Elon wanting this information, but you're right. Like if it's, if it's this common everywhere, you, how do you not see this coming beforehand or why is it such a big issue? Right. And do you, okay. As a user, as a consumer of apps, do you care how, like what percentage of users are bots on each of these apps? Do I, you care? I don't 
care the percentage. I care how it impacts me personally. And I can say that on Twitter, like I can't, it's really annoying. I get thrown in, like I get tagged in all these tweets all the time that have nothing to do with me. They're just spammers and bots. So that's yeah. frustrating. I think on Instagram, like if you're posting consistently, you're going to get a ton of that. And YouTube is brutal for it. So like I care about that, but it's more about the, like the way in which it impacts me. So all those are minor inconveniences. I would care a lot more if it was bigger than that, but I don't care about the number percentage, no. Yeah, I definitely don't care. Yeah. But I don't I guess I want to know overall like what the actual percentage is across every single application. Yeah. And because it doesn't personally affect me on Twitter, I have it like my privacy settings like nobody can actually like at me on something if I don't personally know them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just the whole thing is just absolutely wild. It'll be really interesting to see what comes from this. And I feel like they chose Delaware because Delaware is usually sides with some of these bigger tech companies. Mm. Okay. Yeah, not, I didn't know that. Yes. Let's see why. Ooh, NPR. Hmm. The battle over Twitter's future is moving into a courtroom, not in California, where it's headquartered, but in Delaware, where the social media company was incorporated in 2007. That's interesting. The Delaware Court of Chancery is more specialized than most courts in the U.S., while other courts consider cases in which one party is seeking monetary damages from another. The count, the Court of Chancery does not. Instead, it is a court of equity. What does that mean exactly? It means you are asking the court to enter an order that requires someone to do something or prohibits someone from doing something, which is what Twitter is doing in this case. So that is why they chose Delaware. That is mm. why they chose that specific court. And yeah, it does. It definitely seems like they're going to get what they want out of this. And I'm curious how all of the Elon Musk stands are going to react to this after the fact. Yeah, I'd I'm just, and I'm well aware of my ignorance here for the whole situation and legal proceedings in general, but I just am scratching my head as to why. You know what I mean? Like, like the yeah. why behind all this, because even, like, I understand he's one of the richest persons in the world, but my bigger thing is, like, his time here. Like, why is he putting the time into this if it's going to be inevitable that he has to buy it anyways? Like, why are you wasting this time? But he's smarter than I am. Maybe he's got a master plan going. Did you see the tweet that... Not even the tweet. I think it was on Instagram, maybe, or somewhere. Donald Trump's own personal social media app, where he was talking about Elon Musk. No, I didn't. Is, is it called? I think it's called Truth. Yeah, I social, think so. Right? There's something he posted. Anyway, when Elon Musk came to the White House asking me to for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere without much subsidies, he'd be worthless. And telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. <laughs> That's so weird. When was um, this? I think it was yesterday or today. Trump is all about the reaction. Like He is a sensationalist. Like He, he will throw hyperboles around left, right, and center because that's he's, he survives yep. on shock and awe. If people are looking at him, they're not looking at what he's doing. You know what I mean? So it's like... It's it's entertaining. <laughs> That's what I'll say at the very least. But that is a crazy thing to say. And this, he's basically saying that Elon Musk yeah. is a bomb. Like, that's and a stretch. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's on. funny that he was like he asked me for all these things, and he's such a big fan of mine. And now I'm gonna shit on him in a very public platform, and all my followers are now gonna hate him because they love me so much, and they're gonna hate anybody that I hate. 
Yeah, he, he really flips. If, if he doesn't like you, then he really doesn't like you. And it can be something that's not that crazy significant for that to happen. But yeah, no, that, that's that's interesting. That's That sounds like a Trump <laughs> tweet for sure. Yeah, so yeah, Elon doesn't have a lot of people in his corner right now with like the big the big baddies. So obviously Twitter and yeah, the big baddies, Twitter and now Trump is against him, which I feel like. I'm surprised that Trump stated something against Musk, but that's just me personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. There's some, everyone has an opinion, I guess here, and I guess there is massive implications because of how big social media can be in terms of skewing public opinion and, and everything that comes from that. But it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure within a month, if he's forced to buy it, this will all be yeah. forgotten about and we'll be talking about the changes that he's made and all that stuff, which I, I'm, I'm excited for that because whether you hate Elon or love him, he's probably going to change something, right? And I think that as a platform that hasn't changed much, I'm just curious to see how it all happens. So it's funny today, I was actually on Flick's personal Twitter or on our own Twitter account. And then I had yep. my own personal Twitter up. And even the trending topics were different from Flick and like compared to mine, to which was personal. very strange for me because I knew... Like when you're scrolling and you don't have it in chronological order, I know like some of the tweets that you see are based off of your likes, based off your retweets, all that kind of stuff. I get that. That's all algorithm based. However, I didn't realize that the trending hashtags that you see on the side are also algorithm based. And because on Flick, the only thing that I really post on there is like, like I retweet are things relating to social media. Because obviously, hello, we're here for social media. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. I don't really like anything outside of that either. We're very like focused just on social media. On my personal side, I usually like funny jokes or interesting things to me. We're not going to say what that kind of stuff is, but <laughs> that's what it is. And the way, just how different the hashtags were, like the trending hashtags was so fascinating to me because one side was more, I would say, like in the middle, like topic wise. So you had things like Love Island, you had things about Prince Harry. But then on the flick side, you had kind of more like leaning towards like a different political view. And I asked my friend, I was like, hey, just curious, what are your trending hashtags? And she sent me a screenshot and they were completely different from mine and from Flicks too. So it's all algorithm based. That's crazy. That's I didn't see I didn't think it was like that. I thought it was purely based on numbers across the board. But that's nuts. I know when Elon was first talking about taking over Twitter that he was gonna kinda get rid of the whole algorithm that you're only gonna see things that was based off things that you like because he wanted to add more discourse and add more differing opinions to the platform. So you're seeing things that aren't just your point of view. So if that happens and he does take over, I do, I mean, I'm curious seeing other things that aren't just me being fed the things that I already believe. (laughs) Yeah, no, that'd be refreshing. That's what I was hoping for too, just to see both sides. And because you can confirmation bias is such a real thing because these platforms are incentivized to basically provide that to you. So hoping that he would be, someone to change that but we first have to get through this hiccup of the actual purchase yes and twitter has asked for an expedited court ruling 
So mm. we should know everything either by the end of next month or early part of September. Okay, so. cool. Well, that'll be another yeah, episode. Sure. Won't it? <laughs> we'll just like read the transcripts. I'll be the judge and you can be Elon. Well, thank you so much. That is basically all we've got time for today. I hope that you found my Musk information interesting. Please follow us over on Twitter. We are at Triflick on Twitter. Okay. And please follow us over on Instagram. We are at flick.hashtags. And on TikTok, we are at flick.social. Ben does some really good TikToks over there. So you should definitely check those out. Absolutely. You should do all those things. And yeah, you should follow on all the platforms because we're providing different content on each one. So you want to be everywhere. We do. We always do. Um, also follow us on our newsletter because sometimes I'm also funny on that thing. Just, you know, occasionally. Occasionally. Once once a week. <laughs> once a week I am funny. Yeah. And then the rest of the week I am very serious and boring. <laughs> <laughs> so give us a like and a subscribe and a follow and all those things. And we are Talk Social to Me. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. See ya.